Alright, so uh, we're here with uh, the guys from Messenger Coffee, Matt Mage and Nick Robertson. And uh, Nick and I have gone back since the Homer's days, Homer's Coffee House. So how many years ago was that, Nick? Oh man, 2009, 2008 maybe. 2000, yeah, that sounds about right. So, 2008. Nine years. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, and were you, at the time, What were you, were you working at Homer's with me? I can't even remember. No, no. no John, you, John Eddie was really? working, yeah. And, uh, you know, we lived right down the street, but I was working in coffee at the time. Um, yeah. I moved away for nine months to Yellowstone. I came right. back and you had stole my best friend. That was ideal. And then we started <laughs> hanging out. I had to at the time. It was required. <laughs> you, uh, where were you working at the time before you moved to Yellowstone? I don't, uh, I really can't remember. Uh, at the time, I, was, I think I was at uh, Java Land, which was oh, that's right. yeah. a PT's yeah. account um, at Nebraska Furniture Mart. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Jeff Taylor, uh, the owner of PT's, <laughs> had gotten me the job after I uh, lost my previous PT's coffee shop job. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. And then uh, Matt and yeah. I just kind of know each other from mutual friends, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess the best way to say it. Yeah. My younger brother is friends with your sister, and met you guys through that. And we all came from some soccer, indoor soccer. Oh yeah. With the Hurlmans. Yeah. So with Jeff and. <laughs> um, so, anyways, let's. I mean, just want to start basically by hearing, I guess, how the two of you met, and then from there, like how how you know, the process and maybe individually or however you want to do that and then individually just kind of go through what brought you to the point of uh, Messenger Coffee or just even the ideas that, you know, maybe the first couple years before it started and how you guys met. Um, so my journey was man. Hey, I began. Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> my brother and I have been entrepreneurs since I can remember, um, our dad is an entrepreneur and yeah. mom, but we grew up with parents who were always telling us that we could do anything. Yeah. And uh, that's a great mentality mentality to have as an entrepreneur. Uh, if you can actually own a business and function and do things right, uh, I guess your parents could tell you to fly and you can't can't fly honestly but uh so my brother and i uh started our first real business um called nature boys it was a landscape company the best lawns i've ever seen i still haven't seen a better lawn since those days but uh we worked on about Touché. two or three houses and then went away for the summer went to baylor um and at that time, we were getting all these phone calls. Hey, Nature Boys, where are you at? And <laughs> sorry, we're gone. <laughs> we're but, learning. Uh, the other business we started was called Ride Forever Sports, uh, action sports retail business. And that's where we really learned what it takes to be a business owner. Uh, it was definitely a tough industry to, um, to get into because you're up against these huge big box companies and trying to compete as a little guy with not as great of margin, it was just tough. But we were doing something that we loved. We loved snowboarding and wakeboarding and longboarding. And, um, so Ride Forever went for about 
five years and then we kind of took in some new management and it's still going today but uh, during that process my brother and I were fortunate to be able to travel a lot we got really into cooking and coffee and uh, started talking to um, my brother's brother-in-law now Trevor Welch about coffee and fair trade and uh, actually a company was started on the west coast called Edison Coffee and it was this little door-to-door service um, that focused on sustainable fair trade coffees so we started getting into coffee started getting into culinary and then uh, when we were in a meeting at Black Dog uh, actually several meetings we got to know the owner pretty well and he ended up getting terminal cancer which is really sad Mm -hmm. through conversations with him we were able to Um, make a deal on Black Dog and take over kind of his legacy that he had created and that was our first dip into coffee and at that time we're looking for a coffee provider so we're going around and um, had a really good experience with Nick actually at Benetti's when he was working there at the time and we just knew that they were the coffee roasting company that we wanted to go to to supply us as we're learning the industry and uh, yeah, just learning more about coffee and wanting that more intimate relationship. So that's how I met Nick. So you, so when you were searching for people who have our roasters to be able to provide coffee for, that's where you met Nick. Just when you went to Benetti's, you met him there. Yeah. Well, I met I met Chris actually. Yeah, Chris. First. I was. We were. Uh, I've been. I I I've been pursuing coffee ever since I got out of high school dropped out of college to try to pursue it more and it's been really difficult to uh, to really uh, find a career there I mean you can you know I've I traveled the world and I did a lot of cool things with coffee but um, it was really it was really difficult to break free of that like barista role or mm-hmm. the you know the lowest level of coffee roasting which was really fun and I loved it and it was enough to keep me there um, and so around the time we met Chris Matt's brother, um, and his wife, or fiance at the time, Kate. Um, we had just went to Panama um, as Benetti's. Uh, the, okay. the former owner, Ben, and I went there actually to open up a cafe. We did uh, cafe con- consulting there. And we toured the farms and decided, like, wow, we really need to be doing stuff here, you know? And so, um, but it was really difficult too. I mean, it was just you know really low, um, yeah, really low capital to try to start a roasting company and really sure. go after. Uh, maybe edit that part out. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> to really go after, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was very difficult to uh, to go after like the wholesale world. Um, and so the stars sort of aligned when we met Kate and and Chris um, because they were. Um, representing Black Dog at that visit, and uh, but I didn't know that we were just serving the coffee. We told him about our our direct relationship with Panama, oh. and you know it was like one of the first moments where I discovered that there was a bunch of different uh, you know processing methods, um, and I got to experience that firsthand. So anyway, we shared that story with them, and uh, I think it was a unique experience for them, and so we just I think we hit it off and met Matt and his family, and then Black Dog ended up switching their coffee supplier to Benetti's. Yeah. Mm. And then that was sort of where all of the synergy started happening, and 
cash. It, when you said it was like difficult for a small company to try to get into wholesale, why? What? Well, I mean, yeah, I think it was it was particularly difficult for us because um, Ben was already operating a cafe, which is you know two hands for right there, okay. um, and you know attacking wholesale. I mean, you have to have um, a lot of infrastructure. Um, you have to, in order to compete with the market that exists in Kansas City now, they needed to be full service. So you had to have offer other things than coffee. Um, I mean, everybody was just busy, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we were figuring it out, and uh, we could have maybe figured it out more um, if things hadn't right. uh, fallen into place the way that they did. So you meet each other, and then from there, how does Messenger come about? So I think Messenger came about as we we're as we we're running Black Dog. It was actually Black Dog was was originally taken over for my mom, Carol, and Callie, my yeah. sister. Yeah. Uh, they wanted a, a small business to run that focused on community and. Around that time, my brother and I were searching for something else as well, and we had been uh, kind of dipping our toes into coffee and the culinary world. So it kind of just all came together for our family in our minds. We are like, wow, this is maybe the right time to dig deeper into coffee and the whole industry, not just on the retail side. And as we got to know Benetti's guys, Nick, and we didn't mention our other partner, Kirsten, who's our head roaster. Yeah, that whole time we <clears throat> were discussing Benetti's, by the way, um, Kirsten was really the the one laboring the most, <laughs> yeah. making wholesale work. She's our she's our head roaster and, and business partner. Fantastic. Yeah, and during that time, we just realized how Benetti's was really wanting to grow their wholesale, and... Uh, the team knew a lot about coffee, and my family had a lot of experience with growing businesses and sure. new startups, and uh, the team just fit together really well. And um, during that process, we were like, hey, we should come up with a new name, and we started talking about names, which took weeks, because you always want to find the perfect name. Yeah, that was <laughs> going to be and, my question. And, and in coffee, every name in the world is taken. Yeah. Oh, except for Messenger. They're all of them. <laughs> you, you think there's, oh, there's some, then then, then there's yeah. none. Yeah. And then Messenger. Yeah, see that. Tell them about Messenger. Well, yeah, so um, we had lots of brainstorming sessions that included Matt and included Chris and everybody. Um, but one night at, at my house, which is actually Brian's house now. He's the, what was his house then? Anyway, he's our operations manager. So he got to see... Uh, us develop a company that he later became the operations manager for, which okay. is kind of cool. But anyway, we were at the we were in my my bedroom and he had a whiteboard. You know, we're drinking beer and like just exhausted trying to come up with names. And I was like, well, what if we just name it um, something that's like that was once very successful, uh, but now is completely irrelevant. You know, we'll just steal that name. So I said as a joke, AOL Instant Messenger coffee company <laughs> and so you know then Ben was like well we'll write it down you know because we had worse names up there at the time and so he wrote it down and just like, to appease you like yeah, yeah okay. just to be funny right. yeah. I mean we were drinking so it, just, it ended up on the board and uh and then it, and we kept that board for uh a little while and 
And then we were like, oh my gosh, Messenger is perfect. Because, you know, when you're coming up with a name, you're discussing, like, well, what, what sets us apart? What makes us unique or whatever? You know, what are, what's our philosophy or the concept of this business? And uh, Messenger actually ended up being completely perfect. And, um, I mean, I love the name. Uh, our philosophy is that... Uh, I'm going to explain it. Go for it. Okay. Our, our, uh, our <laughs> philosophy is that... Um, we don't we don't create quality. We, we maintain it, and there's a lot that goes into that. But really, specialty coffee and everything that makes it taste good um, happens at the farm level. I mean, it has to be picked when it's ripe. It, you know, it has to be has to be farmed properly, pruned properly, picked when it's ripe, rushed to a, a washing station or drying beds, and so that it could get air. Otherwise, it'll spoil. So you can imagine like bruised peaches in a basket or something. It, it could ferment really quickly. It's a good picture. Yeah, and so, yeah. <laughs> so all those things, uh, like, after going to Origin, we just, I mean, we realized, man, we thought we could take this green coffee that we're buying, and we were like, you know, like the Beatles making art or something. Like, we're like making this really good. And the more we learn, the more we realize, like, this is really, like, it's our duty to respect the coffee, understand our market, roast it that way for them. Um, but really, like, it's about how we source it. And so, um, so we just thought Messenger of the Farm was a really good concept and, oh, and, and truly cool. um, how we operate. So, yeah, that's a long way to explain it. But yeah, yeah so, sorry, I took a breath there. I felt like all eyes on me. But uh, no, there, there's a question that just popped into my mind of, you know, Kansas City is, uh, you know, I think we've talked about this before, that Kansas City, there's a lot of coffee in Kansas City. There are a lot of different coffee distributors and roasters and um, just great places to go to get coffee. Well, how does that make a difference for you guys? And uh, could you guys, you know, or one of you speak to that in general? Yeah, I mean, Kansas City is... Um, I mean, it's a coffee city now, I think. A lot more than it was when I started in coffee. Yeah. Um, and so it's been good. It's definitely, like, it makes it easier for us to um, do what we want to do because our customers are so much more educated. And when we visit <laughs> when we visit other cities, um, sometimes it's, it's interesting to see how far behind they are. And, you know, like, there's just a lot of, like... Um, there's a lot of bad ideas in people's minds about coffee. Maybe not bad, but um, incorrect if we're talking about making sustainable business practices at the farm or even, you know, as sustainable business practices here. Um, like dark roast coffee, for instance. Like, um, you know, probably eight years ago, that was a much bigger hurdle than it is for us now. Like, we don't really have to explain to our market why we don't make French and Italian roasts. And so I think, like, just as the coffee culture grows in our market here in, in the Midwest, like it's it's just been really positive. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been really positive well, for that reason. <laughs> yeah, for sure, that makes sense. And of course, like um, on the flip side, there's a ton of competition. Yeah, and the competition yeah. actually, just like as everyone knows, like it really pushes us to to like not only make our coffee um, like source better coffees. Uh, roast it really well, but also just the infrastructure of the business, like, we see that as, like, um, 
Yeah, I don't ever see anything bad about anybody. So no, you don't have to. No, I mean you're yeah. you're 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 saying that competition is helpful. Yeah, it's, it is. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, that's a healthy thing. I'm sure in business that like, you know, there can be two sides of the coin. You can be stagnant because there isn't competition, and you don't have to rise to a certain level. You can get by with what right. you got. Yeah, but yeah. It sounds like what you're saying because there's so many roasters and coffee shops at yeah. a high level, and that's why Kansas City is now on the map mm-hmm. with coffee scenes across the country. It's very, it's really cool to see. I, only being here in the city for three years, I've I've definitely experienced that. Whether I'm sitting in Black Dog, drinking Messenger, or I'm in Nameas or the Roastery, wherever, it's just it's it's awesome as a consumer of coffee. I consume a lot of coffee, and I'm not even a coffee drinker. You know, it's just really cool to see. So Wait, you just consume it. For I just consume. <laughs> I consume it like I consume sweat. I don't know. Oh, that's a, never mind. That's okay. Moving on. Next question. Uh, no, you know, we talked a lot about being vulnerable, and um, <laughs> excuse me, guys. Uh, no, about vulnerability and. Uh, one of our questions, we, we go-to questions for us is, you know, what's been a time of failure? You know, sometimes we shy away from failures, um, whether it's like personal or on like a more uh, work-related uh, way of seeing it. There's just all sorts of room for failure in life that obviously make it easier to, you know, learn and move on. What are what are some of those experiences for you guys, and stuff you've learned from? Um, I think being a business owner, you're humbled just about every day with something. Uh, I think if you're not in a position where you're accepting humility, then uh, you're just putting barriers between you and growth potential. Mm-hmm. And I think you separate yourself from your market. You don't understand the customer as well. And we were talking about competition, too, and it's like, you know, we, we learn from our competition. We look up to some of our competition. You know, oddly, Correct just came out with a killer new cold brew line. And, yeah. You know, we're like, that's awesome. Those guys are doing amazing things. And uh, we look at our competition and we're humbled every day. Um, and uh, I think I think some of the, the hardest things with starting a business are... Uh, the financials is the financial side you know you start small and you don't get paid hardly anything for years <laughs> uh, and you work for sustainability and you hope for that but uh, it's tough when you're trying to support a family or even single and trying to just live on your own mm-hmm. it's it's tough and you feel that weight every day um, and also when you start to have employees underneath you you're mm-hmm. like and I want that person to have a sustainable life. I want them to be able to support their kids doing something that they love. And uh, yeah, I, I would say specifically, I can't. I don't know if I can think specifically of a certain moment where I was like, sure. "Oh man!" Like I, mm-hmm. I was in such a dark place with Messenger. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you can think of at least one. Except for last night when I was. Crying in that corner <laughs> <laughs> next to the mannequin. I, I, can, tell, I can tell you a failure um, in my role at Messenger, which is uh, green coffee sourcing. So a big part of Messenger, um, and we talked a little bit about um, like being the messenger of the farm. Like we've developed this uh, farm direct um, 
concept or identity that we have. And you don't just jump in to that. Like, you don't just like, I'm going to start a coffee company, look at all, like open up the phone book in Guatemala and just pick a name. Like, you have to, yeah. it takes a lot of work to meet these people. And then after you meet them, like, you know, you have to be able to build a relationship. And so we, we've had trips to origin that have led, like, just it just being a lot more complicated than we thought. And it's just really discouraging. Um, True. And so we keep at it every year, um, you know, constantly exploring um, relationships, people that are going to, um, like, give and take, you know. And uh, that's that's been a really big challenge for Messenger, yeah. really. And and it's positive, and it's always growing, but it's uh, it's emotional, and it uh, doesn't work out the way you want every time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah international I business. I think also when you're around people long enough and we have we have several partners so it's we call it a democracy but just like a family you have your little fights here and there and i think the relational side of things can be just as taxing when you know you do hold the weight of finances um you are making big decisions together and you know wanting what's best for the company and best for each other but it, it does you know there are little family tiffs here and there and uh, I would say for me that's the hardest thing because I care about everyone so much in the company so when there's any negative kind of relationship going on that's yeah. that's a struggle for me yeah. yeah and especially when we start off I mean it really started off with just Matt Kirsten and I we had other partners but we were working side by side like traveling together with mm-hmm. Seattle and stuff and and as the business has grown like I don't see Kirsten nearly as much sometimes I'll go a week without seeing Matt and it just starts to feel like, yeah, the company's getting really big. So we have to be really intentional about, um, like, getting a drink or getting dinner or whatever. Sure. If we want to, you know, um, which is good because all three of us want that. And, like, and Trevor, our partner that's in Chicago now, the guy that started Edison, you know, we all have to be really intentional now that the company is growing to, to stay close. So, yeah. That's cool. That's valuable stuff. So between the two of you individually, what would you say that your like ultimate passions are? It might not be even coffee. I mean, yeah. it might just be the fact of you know an entrepreneurial spirit or, or whatever that is. Like, what are what are just you would say if you could pinpoint one or two you know, a passion of yours, what would it be? I'll go, I'll go first. Uh, probably the thing I poured more energy into. It's hard to call it a, a passion when it becomes work, you know, because there's another side of it now. Sure. But definitely, coffee is probably my biggest passion. I've never spent more energy on anything ever, um, and and it's not, you know, it's it's the whole. It's not about the relationship and the community and the conversation, um, outside of coffee. Like I really enjoy discovering the way people drink coffee, you know, <laughs> like yeah. literally. It's about that, like. And I got my start in, in coffee, if you can, you, you could say in coffee, but it was at Waffle House, my very first job when I was 16. Yes. And it was, and this is where it started. We had Some like... Some of the best coffee you can say. <laughs> well, it was the best coffee in America, they said. So, no. <laughs> but that's what but, they told me. But, but, but check this out. So, um, it was right when there was a really big push to step away from Robusta coffee, which is low-grown. And so Waffle House had just gotten in Arabica coffee, 100% Arabica. And so there was these like little pieces of marketing material 
And I never drank a cup of coffee in my life because I just thought it's for grown-ups, you know. Yeah. But I had my first job, so I was, I was a grown-up now. <laughs> and I got this. Uh, and so, like, everyone, I started noticing that people were like, this is really good coffee. This is the best coffee I've ever had, like old people and stuff. And so I thought, man, i got to start drinking this. <laughs> no, they were tasting a difference. And that was really fun for me to witness because... Yeah, I mean, it, it really was it really was significantly better when they when they moved to Arabica. So after that, like, I've just been really like interested in seeing people. What was your job at Walfons? Uh, I did I did I was a cook and I did also waited tables. And so so. Yeah, it was awesome. So anyway, <laughs> um, my, I think my passion is um, is uh, watching is like it is coffee, and I would say it's like what we always say in the company, elevating the standards, like. You know, everyone. You talk to anyone that drinks coffee, and they're they're not a no one's a normal coffee drinker. You know, they're like I'm a snob. You know, and it's always like, well, let's see if we can, uh, you know, blow your mind. <laughs> so, um, okay, go ahead, Matt. Talk too much. Um, we like that. I think uh, my position in the company is CEO. Yeah. I think uh, I'm really passionate about my job because. I love to bring people together and get the most out of people. Uh, I love learning about each individual and seeing what their talents are and um, using people in the right areas where they can thrive and feel passionate about what they're doing personally. So I think I think that's what I'm most passionate about. And then, I mean, coffee is obviously a passion of mine because I love to drink coffee. I think. Uh, I mean, being the second largest traded commodity in the world, you can make a real impact with coffee on the world and on people, or on farms and on people. So I think coffee really creates a nice platform for what I'm passionate about. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. So I found a lot of the similarity in that. I've, I've been in CrossFit now in the fitness industry world for like eight years. And <clears throat> like CrossFit is just another way to get in better shape like and there's a lot of obsession over it or this cult-like following over it and it's the only thing or this is the only thing in fitness you know and you have all these pockets and like I'm just like I love being able to just like because people bring who they are into the gym every day and I'm basically my job is basically just to get to know people on a relational level and like that's that's what I love as well it's just like because I'm a coach, so I, I help them in movements, and that's like second nature at this point. And and more than anything, it's tapping into who are they, and like, why are they reacting this way to when I'm asking them to squat a certain way, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's just simple things, but it's like, and every single class is different for me. And I, I'm, I'm similar in that way, just that I, it, it is a platform. <laughs> like the fitness world has become more of a platform for me to get to know people and, and see them thrive in, in their goals and passions and things that they love. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah, so, uh, no, just kind of closing out, uh, What what's one piece of advice to our viewers or to us uh, that you can give? Something that, maybe something you do like we talked earlier about habits you can create, whether it's something that has worked for you guys. Um, what are, yeah, let's just specifically say, what are like one or two good habits that you guys have created that have been useful for Messenger or you just, or just per, for you personally? 
Well, I was thinking like, what's a good habit? <laughs> I was drinking coffee for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's not what you're looking for. Um, <laughs> so, definitely do. But we we benefit if that's one of your habits. Um, I don't know if I would say it's it's a habit or or I mean I don't know maybe I what popped into my head might not be uh, related to habits, but the best thing for for me and for our, our new our newest employees um, is to Drew Hammond. <laughs> Drew Hammond is a good one. Isaac Hodges, uh, Kate Blossom. And I think like the best thing that I like the best thing that I think I could tell them in our company, at least under our brand, is to just really listen to the way um, people use your product. I guess like really mm-hmm. hear your market and don't think that like. Because there's a lot of other companies that say like, well, this is what we do. Get on our, get on board or, or get off, you know? And I just don't like, that's not a satisfying way to run a business. Um, I mean, because you'll get, you'll get some fans that get on board, but um, it doesn't help the specialty industry at all. Like, it's like, you know, you've pigeonholed this thing and like, and you're isolating people and it's not tracing back to the farm. So for us, like... I don't know. I would say like listening to the market and adapting to it and maybe like surrendering a little bit of what your ideals are because in the end you could do so much so much more good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's really that's really relevant in this particular industry, you know, because farmers don't really care how you drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> they just want you to buy it and they need you to buy it. Right. The necessity. Yeah. yeah that's good. So that that's a, that's my I guess that's an answer for a habit. That's, a good I don't know. that's what that's I was really looking for. One. Matt, how about you? Um, I would say create a list of values for yourself in the company and uh, invest in those values and believe in them. And I think with Messenger, we we spent some time writing out what we think our DNA is. Yeah. And. Um, <laughs> I burped. Oh. <laughs> and I was trying to hide it. But caught it. I caught it. Yeah. And the mic crawl caught it. <laughs> Sorry. Make a list. Uh, yeah, so we, we took the time to write out our DNA. And as we grow, no matter what size we get, even if we stay the same, just plateau, we want to be true to our DNA. Yeah. Um, every decision that we make as a company, we fall back on our DNA and who we want to be. And... We don't make any sacrifices. Um, we don't stray from that. And I think that's really important. When you start cutting corners or start cutting out parts of who you are, then you just become diluted as a brand and you become something that isn't for yourself. Um, I don't know if you can get passionate about something that's diluted and not what you originally wanted it to be. So I would say if you can't, if you can't accomplish your dream, unless you're cutting major corners and sacrificing your own uh, personal values, then I think don't do it at all. Yeah, that's good. It's sort of like the polar opposite thing I just said. (laughs) 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 Don't sacrifice your DNA, and then I'm saying, like, do whatever the heck the customer wants. But But that that actually, it it is part of our DNA. It is, yeah, to to serve people. To serve people well. So that makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) through the product. And, like, we do have DNA for... <laughs> for a product, uh, we want to yep. stay true to our product. Yeah, um, which is, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> Don't be unashamed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that goes like yeah. that's a there's a book by Simon Sinek. What is your why? And if you're with that, it. uh-uh. It's a great book, man. It's the basis of it. It's just like, you know, what what's the purpose of what you're doing? Yeah. Why? Why are you doing that? Why is it coffee? Why is it fitness? Why is it business? Whatever it is, you know. And if it's not fitting that. It's not going. You might have short-term success, yeah. but that long-term and the longevity of it completely shift and change depending upon if you stay true to who you are. And that's that's a thread in almost every single episode we've done. Yeah, is yeah. the concept of like, who are you at the end of the day? You have to look at yourself in the mirror and go back home, and and, mm-hmm. and those tough decisions become different when you have that thing to fall back on with the team. And that's and yeah. that's where we draw the line. <laughs> Yeah, and That's I think huge. we've been offered a lot of opportunities yeah. that seem like this golden egg that you can put in the basket, but actually turned them down yeah. because it doesn't coincide with who we want to be and yeah. what our values are. And I think personally as well, it's like you could be in the coffee industry, you know, buying green coffee and doing your dream like Nick and I, but you could also be scraping uh, gum off the wall as like a janitor. And no matter what it is, like I probably 80 90 percent of the day i'm doing things i don't want to do but i'm doing it to represent who i want to be and who i want the company to be and i think no matter what job you have uh, i think you can you have a personality that's an individual personality and be proud of that you can always be who you want to be no matter what you're doing yeah it's awesome thanks guys yeah Yeah. thanks so much for hosting us here in this uh Lovely area. <laughs> yeah. You love the area. I, I just or it's like lovely. The space. Yeah, the the space. space. More particularly the mannequin. But we should, um, you know, maybe talk about our new building opening. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Do it, please. Grand. Plug it. So we've been working on um, on this space for a long time now, uh, but also building a business too. So it's been <laughs> yeah. sort of a a lot of spinning wheels, but it's coming along nicely now, and we're looking forward to uh, August date yeah. for opening August 12th actually is our official grand opening day so this awesome. is going to be we'll wow. be sharing a space with Ivis Bakery on the first floor the cafe will be you know our tasting room um, and then upstairs is our is where production will happen uh, we have a rooftop patio all that jazz wow. so it's nothing like this place and we've been looking forward <laughs> to it for a long time yeah. so. so it's 16th and grand Perfect. it's actually on the corner of 17th and grand okay. and the address is 1624 Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. We'll be there. We'll be cool. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. You're about to fill the chronicles of a bionic, lyrically spitting, dismissing. I'm on a mission and just hitting. Now it's written and kitten, hitting with mittens. I'm missing, wishing, man. Listen, I'm glistening like sun and water while fishing. Bust the move in this world. Serve words with nerve embedded. I said it. Word, damn you. Coming from the talent